I'm just going to pray and then we'll move on. Father God, we do thank you for the way that you come and meet with us time and time again. We thank you that you lift us, lift our eyes to the Lord Jesus seated in heaven, crowned King of kings and Lord of lords, and yet a king who prays for us, his people, who constantly shows his love to us. And we ask you, Father, as we uh, look briefly at your word today, that you will encourage us, strengthen us, join our hearts together in you, that we might grow in fulfilling that great high priestly prayer, that we might be one as you are one. Amen. Amen. So over this term, we have been looking at the people of God. Um, we had the uh, talk where we looked from Adam to Solomon, and we looked at how we were a people of unity, a people of movement. We were spread out across the world. We were a people of destiny, a people of distinction. We were to be different from the world in which we lived. We were to be a people of God's presence, a people of glory, and a people of hope. Then we had Douglas, we had uh, the birth of the church, empowered by the Spirit, Douglas and Anna talking about accepting one another and stirring one another, and then Sam Amara last week, one new man in Christ. And what we're going to be looking at today is the word all. And uh, the verse we're going to look at in a minute is going to be a little bit of a plumb line for us over the next couple of years to see how well we are doing up against this verse. But first, the word all. It's an unusual word, because if I say to you, lunch, you all know what I mean. In fact, I expected many of you to say yes at that point. <coughs> if I say ship, you know what I mean. Um, if I say planet, you will have different pictures. But if I just went all, the natural question is, all what? <laughs> because all, although it's a very little word, has a huge meaning, on its own, it some ways doesn't mean much. Because what's important about the word all is the word that comes after it. And what comes after the word all is very important. And so today, we're going to look at three particular alls, and then, with my ability in English, we're going to look at a fourth all that in English isn't really an all, but is an all in my language. So, we're going to look at this verse. Then Jesus came to the disciples and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. <laughs> 
to the very end of the age. All is the word that comes after it. All authority. Jesus says, all authority is given to me. Now, to some extent, that does cause us a little bit of a problem because we think if Jesus has all authority, why is the world in such a mess? <laughs> why is the world in such a mess? Well, the world is, such, is in such a mess because humanity moved aside from God's authority and decided to do our own thing. And in doing that and giving authority to God's enemy, the devil, we brought into the world effectively pain, suffering, separation, guilt, blame, a whole raft, greed of things that damage the world in which we live. But as Mark said earlier, Jesus came. He lived for 30 years. He ultimately lived just over 30 years. He was crucified. He was buried. He rose from the dead. But now he is seated in heaven, crowned with all authority. And he is working that authority out through the earth, largely through his church. Jesus, when he was alive, demonstrated his authority. He demonstrated it over the weather. The disciples were in a boat. Jesus was fast asleep. There was a phenomenal storm. The disciples who were, who were fishermen knew what it was to be in storms and in a boat. They were frightened. Jesus is asleep. They come to Jesus and say, Master, aren't you worried we're going to sink? He gets up. And he says, be quiet, be still, and the storm stops. He demonstrates his authority over the weather, over sickness. Such was the grace, mercy, and compassion of Jesus that he was even willing to heal a mother-in-law. Peter's mother-in-law was sick and Jesus healed her instantly. There are many, many instances of Jesus healing the sick. Demons that we, many of us, know so little about. He showed authority over them, bringing release and freedom to different individuals who were entrapped and ensnared in demonic ways of thinking, sometimes demonic sick sickness, sometimes being mute, sometimes with demons throwing the people into the fire. But Jesus broke that. Others who, were ch who, who had to be held in chains. But Jesus brought peace to them and brought them into their right minds. He demonstrated his authority over food. 5,000 people, few fish and a couple of loaves, and they were all fed, and 12 baskets were picked up afterwards. He showed his authority over secular authorities, constantly winning the argument, 
constantly amazing people with the authority in which he spoke. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me, therefore go. And Jesus says to us, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. And just as Jesus was sent in that authority, so Jesus is sending us with that authority. How are we doing? Whether. This is always a little bit of a debate between me and Leslie. <clears throat> but many years ago, we were on my uncle's farm, and we were camping, and we were about to have a barbecue. And as I light the barbecue, I can see in the distance this huge black cloud coming our way. This is a true story. So I looked, and I looked at the barbecue, and I looked at the tent, and I looked at the storm, and I thought, I'm just going to ask. Father, I want a sunny afternoon. Now, Leslie says, we were on a hill, so it's not surprising the storm went round us. I say, I take that as an answer to prayer. Because the storm went round us. And we could see the lightning. The weather. Sometimes. Last, last year at New Day, I don't know the prayers that were prayed. What I do know is that God gave the guy who was leading it a dream a couple of weeks, three weeks before New Day, saying, um, normally you meet in a big tent, you're going to meet in a field. And he was like, yeah, okay. Told his team, I don't know what this means. A week later, he learned what it meant. The people that put up the tent have been ravaged with COVID. They can't put the tent up. I have never done a New Day youth camp and Leslie's done more than me, and she has never done one where it hasn't rained. This time, no tent for a whole week, no rain. God was over it. We can still see that authority today. Many of this room have either been healed of sickness or have prayed for people and seen sickness being healed. Many of us have been freed from demons. A surprising number of people have seen their food multiplied when they've invited friends round for lunch. This lunch is never going to feed us all, but there's some left over. How did it happen? Secular authorities, we've won arguments, we've lost arguments. As, I started reading a book this week. <coughs> May surprise some of you. Um, it, it was it sort of it started. It said it was an exciting historical novel. I've yet to come to the exciting bit, <laughs> but it is also a sort of a history dating from pre-William the Conqueror to Henry the First. And uh, the guy who was king before Henry the First was was a really nasty bloke. He's really not nice. And uh, he, this guy, got a letter. Now, Henry, at the time, was in exile, impoverished son um, of his, and was not expecting to get anything. And he gets a letter 
um, so this is true account. He gets a letter from some, some monks down near Bristol. And this letter says to the king at present, unless you change your ways, you will die pouring blood out on the ground. And these, several of the monks had had exactly the same dream. And he was like, I ain't having that. Goes off on a hunt in the new forest. Someone shoots an arrow, it misses, but hits him. And he bleeds to death in the new forest. And Henry I becomes king. The monks, and this is true, the monks had a dream. They wrote to the secular authorities and said, God has had enough. And he is still doing that in this day and age. All authority. How much are we walking in the authority that Jesus has given to us? All is the important word with authority. All nations, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Now, I've, I've heard a lot of talk, talks on this all nations and how it can mean families and how it can mean individual clans and and basically, it does mean everybody. Um, so when Jesus says, go to all nations, he means go to everybody, no matter who they are. So who in our family are we still looking to see come to Jesus? Are we seeing our street as a place where we can take Jesus? our workplace, our schools, our colleges. And then there is obviously the going to the places where no one is. So like with David and Angela, hoping to go to Japan, very, very few Christians there. They need people to go. Where we'll be going in North Africa, very, very few Christians. In a, in a town, in, a, in one of the cities we're going to, probably now a million and a half people, the number of Christians in that city is half the number of people in this room at the moment. Million and a half people. And the number of Christians is half the number of people in this room. Some people have to go. But I think every work environment, and I would encourage our youth we need Christians in politics, in media, in sport, in education, in medicine, in, re in research. We're going to need them desperately in AI. We need them in literature. As you're thinking about what do I want to do with my life, ask God, what do you want me to do with my life? What skills are you equipping me for to take you into all nations, into every work environment? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We are called to be people who are making disciples. It's often said we are called to change the world, and I like that. But in, 
at the end of the day, we're called first and foremost to make disciples. And as we make disciples, we will change the world. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all his commands. <clears throat> now, again, I think there's a sort of complexity about obeying everything that God said to us at every minute of every day. Um, fortunately, God does say we should sleep, so I'm very willing to obey that one. He also says we should eat, happy to obey that one. Um, but God wants us to be those who are being obedient to him. And the two big ones, um, Mark 12, 30, 32, Jesus asks the question, you know, how are you obedient to God? Well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. There's an awful lot of alls in there. It's with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. How are we doing with that? How divided is our heart? How focused is our mind? And where do we give our strength to? Now, we shouldn't be people that we are in the world, we are not of it. We want to be in the world, not out of it. But we want to be taking God with us in our hearts, our souls, our minds, and with our strengths and energies. Jesus said, teaching them to obey all the commands. So over the next couple of years, hopefully, we'll see new birth in Christ. As we see new birth in the physical, we'll begin to see more and more in the, in the spiritual but we're not just looking for numbers, we're looking for disciples. And then the second, love your neighbor as yourself. I'm pretty good at doing the things that I want to do. I'm pretty good at making space for myself. Do I do the same for all the people round about me? Love the Lord our God with all our heart, love our neighbor as ourselves. And then we looked at the book of Colossians. Whether you remember that earlier in this year. And in the book of Colossians, there was teaching about how we live at home, teaching about how we live relationally, in terms of loving one another, teaching about how we live as God's people at work, how we live as God's people in the church, as how we live as married couples, as how we live looking after our children. We're to be those who are looking to be obedient to God. Disciples are those who hear, understand, and obey Jesus' teaching question for each of us is how are we doing 
And then finally, always with you. Jesus says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus begins with all authority has been given to me. He ends it with I am with you always. And in between the sandwich is the bit that we do. We go to all nations and we obey all his commands. We are not alone. As we saw in, at the birth of the church, God poured out his Holy Spirit on his church. He transformed us. We were dead people. As we came and said to God, God, we... <laughs> You know, in various ways, we need your help. I feel unclean. I know I'm not obedient to you. I know I'm struggling with guilt, with shame. I know I can't make it. God, how do I come into a relationship with you? And he says, turn around, come to me, lay all your muck at my cross. Become my disciple and follow me. He then empowers us by the Holy Spirit to do it. He has not lifted left us alone and as we look at knowing the authority of Jesus of going to all the nations of being his disciples obedient to all his commands we need constantly to be drawing on the life of the Holy Spirit for without that we cannot do it Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit and then he put us in a body together called the church of God's people. And he's put us here to encourage one another, build one another, stir one another up to good, and good works and service, to love one another. As we look over the next couple of years, we need to be putting this plumb line down. How are we doing? Are we walking in the authority that God has given to us? Are we going to all people? Are we obedient as a people to what Jesus has told us to do? Because he has empowered us to get there. But it's important for us as a people that we look forward and not back. To look at what we can do and not what we have done or what we should have done. Because it would be very easy for me to look and think, gosh, God wants this for me. And then look back and think, yeah, but I failed here, I failed here, I failed here, I failed here. But God has stayed with me through all the failures. Every mistake I've made, he's covered somehow. Even the times when I've been in rebellion to him, he's won me back again when I haven't had the strength to do what he wants me to do, he's forgiven me and clothed me with a new strength. Growing is a day at a time. We prayed for Joseph today. 
Now, some may say this is complete lack of faith, but I really don't think he's going to have changed much tomorrow. He'll be another day older, but he'll be pretty much the same as he was today. He will make a noise when no one wants him to make a noise. He'll go to mummy when daddy wants him. He will probably spill his food over the table because it's a day at a time. And there's no point looking at Joseph and thinking, wow, we prayed for him today, transformation. But in 10 years' time, he'll be a very different person. In 15 years' time, most of us today wouldn't even recognize him unless we've grown up with him because he'll no longer be this little toddler. In 25 years' time, he'll be a man. And as we look at these verses, we look with hope and expectation that God is going to mature us as a church, that we will grow in our authority, grow in reaching the people and the nations of this world, grow in obedience to our God and Father, and grow in the sense of his presence with us wherever we are. We want to celebrate the past, live in the present, and look to the future, knowing we are sent under the authority of Jesus to make disciples of all nations, to be obedient to all God's commands, and knowing that he is with us always. All is a little word. On its own, it doesn't mean much. But bang, authority, nations, commands, and his presence with us always, it has a phenomenal meaning. And it's our challenge to rise up, live in it, and do it. Amen.